0: Welcome to the VBPH Sermon Podcast. All this week, we'll be featuring sermons from the recent 2023 Bible Conference in Tempe, Arizona, pastored by Mark Olson. We hope these are a blessing to you, and we're sure they will be. Thanks for listening and supporting World Evangelism, and enjoy today's sermon. gee, I like you too. <laughs> God bless you, every single one of you. You've been a great encouragement uh, this week, and uh, we love you. and want you to know you're going back uh, to uh, hit it tomorrow. Uh, you go back. Uh, we're going to be laying hands on those that are uh, newly being sent out, but in our hearts, we send you back uh, with the blessing of the Lord, and may God uh, prosper you, encourage you, and raise up many, uh, many, many soldiers of the cross, prayer warriors, soul winners, um, and uh, men and women that love God uh, with all their hearts. And uh, God bless you. I'm going to minister uh, out of um, Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9, also uh, Revelations 8. And There's a picture that I'd like to have uh, put over on the overhead and it's a picture you're going to recognize. It's the picture of the uh, geese uh, flying in formation. And so I hope that picture is able to be um, uh, put up behind me. Okay. There's the picture. There it is. So this is a uh, a picture. Uh, There's a very, very familiar sight If you're, uh, from the northern states. Uh, you'll see this happen in the late uh, uh, late autumn as uh, cold weather is setting in. And it's a picture where you see the geese are flying in a V formation. Sometimes you'll just see a straight V and you won't have all those geese in the middle. But it's very interesting because Uh, Science has discovered the reason why they fly in that pattern. And as they do that, uh, there is actually uh, an increase of of, uh, ability to fly further by 71%. And what happens is that as each bird flaps its wings, uh, it creates an uplift for the bird immediately following and so uh, what happens is there'll be a uh, point man or point goose or gander, whatever it is. Uh, and it's the lead, it's the lead um, point man on the uh, on the uh, triangle. And uh, it um, will lead the way for as long as it can um, uh, it's the one that the most um, effort is being put forth. But immediately behind, there's, a, there's, a, there's an increase. There's a, uh, there's a power that's released. And so this is why they fly in that formation is because they're actually drafting one another. And uh, as I said, there's a 71% greater flying range than if each bird had flown on its own. And when a, uh, a goose falls out of uh, formation, it suddenly feels the drag. And uh, it, it notices immediately uh, that it, uh, it just lost that, uh, that, uh, that zone, that flow. And uh, very quickly, uh, the bird has enough sense in its bird brain to get back in <laughs> and take advantage, take advantage of the lifting power of the bird in front. When the, when the head goose gets tired, I like that, the head goose gets tired, it goes to the back of the V, and another uh, goose takes its place. And so we see that. There's a uh, rotation that's going on. And then um, uh, you'll also be able to um, hear, if you're close by on the ground, you'll hear a lot of honking going on. And what they're really doing is in goose talk, they're saying, good job, keep it up. Uh, they're, they're encouraging each other. And then it's an interesting thing that if uh, one of the geese gets sick or gets injured uh, and it uh, uh, begins to go down to the ground, even if it's shot, uh, other geese will fall out of formation, follow it down, And they have a a spirit for one another. They'll offer support. They'll offer protection. um, uh, They'll stay with the fallen goose until it's able to fly or until it dies. And then they'll, um, uh, after they, you know, resolve that case, um, uh, they'll launch back out and form another formation or they'll catch uh, a different formation that's going by. And so, you know what? um, I'm making a case. We need the sense of the goose. This is the power of teamwork. This is um, corporate um, cooperation with one another. This is a fantastic, actually, principle that God has wired into mankind as well, but it is greatly magnified um, when the body of Christ lays hold of this for the expanding of the kingdom of God. It's another way of describing this is spiritual synergy. Synergy is an interaction or cooperation giving rise to a whole that is greater than the simple sum of its parts. I've heard it said, Pastor Mitchell used to say this, um, that um, one man can do X amount of work. But you put two men on the same assignment, um, and the increase or output jumps up to five times um, what each individually could do um, on his own. Now, that's a principle that we want to tap into. That is a principle that God has wired um, uh, into his people, into uh, his church. um, And uh, that principle is found in the Old Testament. It says, one shall put a thousand to flight. But two shall put 10,000 to flight. Let's read in Ecclesiastes 4, focused fire or corporate cooperation. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he has not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together... Then they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So that's Ecclesiastes portion. Revelations chapter 8 is the, uh, is the uh, companion passage I want to put the spotlight on. And verse 1, and when he had opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven about the space of, Of half an hour. This is for our Baptist brothers. (laughs) And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was uh, given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took a censer and filled it with fire of the altar. And he cast it upon the earth and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and and an earthquake oh god we need you tonight quicken thy word god to thy people give us ears to hear a heart to apprehend uh, that which the spirit of god has apprehended us for god we are your people the sheep of your pasture god we desperately cry out we need you god to make this real to us god Bruise the serpent's head, God, and be exalted. Uh, exalt your son, Jesus Christ. And all God's people say, Amen. focused fire. I'm going to begin with the supernatural component. And this is a truth that we should all readily already um, uh, know. But we're like uh, buckets that leak in our memory and our, our thoughts. And we need to be reminded of this frequently. Yeah? Our task requires um, supernatural help. Should go without saying. This isn't an option. This is absolutely a requirement. I remember Pastor Mitchell preached one conference uh, and he said, Man is capable of many things on his own. Things that, that mess up. Things that muddy the water and even use the um, illustration of having to go behind men with a dustpan and clean up what they leave on the ground. It's not a pretty picture. The word of God makes explicitly um, clear Psalms 127. And if you have a Bible that has the headings marked out, it's interesting. It's always interesting to note those. And it's... um, uh, it's identified as a song of deg- uh, degrees for Solomon. Verse 1 Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. So let's note something. This is dedicated to Solomon. Solomon is the wisest, Solomon is the richest man on the face of the earth. And so if God is inspiring an entire psalm uh, dedicated to him as a reminder, Solomon, uh, even though you have all of the money, even though you have all of the wisdom, all of the, uh, to the highest degree that man is capable of, uh, you cannot um, uh, generate um, uh, the house of God. You cannot produce um, Uh, The house of God, uh, like God wants it to be built. And, And what God is looking for in that house, unless the Lord build the house, we labor in vain. It is futile. All that we can do, if God is not intertwined in this activity that you and I do, whether it's preaching, winning souls, seeking to impact our city, send out workers, so on and so forth, unless the Lord is integrally intertwined in all that we do, we are wasting time and it is for naught. God must Build the house. God must keep the converts uh, and watch the city. Uh, uh, this is um, absolutely um, a supernatural um, uh, call. This is absolutely a supernatural requirement. Uh, Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. And he answered and he spake to me saying, this is the word of the Lord undesirable. Saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Remember something. The spirit, uh, uh, or the body rather, without the spirit is dead. No matter how you dress up, somebody uh, uh, that um, has had his spirit uh, depart from his body, it doesn't matter. You could go down to the morgue. You could get some stiffs uh, in, the, uh, in the freezer. You could take them out to your house or down to the um, department store. You could buy them a new three-piece suit or a beautiful dress. You could get perfume or uh, expensive cologne. You could have them uh, stop at the uh, hairdressers. You could do all the external things that you can do. You can put them in the front seat uh, uh, of the church uh, and uh, there they are. (laughs) The body without the... The spirit is dead. The external, without um, the power of God moving and the spirit of God quickening, it is the spirit... That quickens the flesh, does not profit anything. And so uh, we have this uh, truth. Uh, and all the more, uh, Jesus um, emphasizes this in the New Testament, John fifteen five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, this is why, by the way, every single person that's going to go out, every single uh, pastor, pastor's wife, those that are uh, putting their, um, you know, their shoulder to the work. um, They're in the harness for God. uh, You know what? um, Praise God for your devotion. Praise God for your faithfulness. um, But you know what? God will Insist and does insist you pass through the turnstiles of that time when you have to shed self sufficiency. You know, I can do this. I got it. I know how this works. I know the angles. I know what to do. I know the motions. I I've studied the preachings of past preachers. I've got good sermons on and on and on. But you know what? The father of our faith. He was the pathfinder, Abraham, the first uh, of a long, long line. And before he could have supernatural offspring, Isaac is a supernatural child. God had to wait and many years were involved, but God had to bring Abraham and Sarah to the place where they recognized if I'm ever going to have the promised seed, if I'm ever going to have fruit from God it's going to have to be a miracle they could not generate uh, in their physical capacities uh, they had been barren all their long married life uh, abraham is now 99 years old uh, sarah is 89 uh, and her womb is uh, is incapable he's no longer capable uh, and so you know what uh, if we're going to have a uh, we're going to have offspring isaac uh, it's going to require a miracle now I, I want to just quickly add. Yeah, you say, "Well, whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know what? I got some fruit. Yeah, if if it's fruit that you're generating, you've, you're producing Ishmael. And I don't even want to talk about. Don't go for a hayride with Hagar. <laughs> See, this is what confounds us. We get frustrated. Hey, well, wait a minute. Then you know what? I'm going to turn on the Christian TV. Oh, they're doing this snazzy thing. They're doing this, uh, this thing, this, you know, this uh, charismatic, you know, uh, song and dance. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, I could. Uh, you know what? I can, I can ape the world and I can borrow uh, as it were. I'm all talking, uh, you know, metaphors now. Oh, yeah, we can get a Hagar from Egypt. Anybody that would get a Hagar from Egypt, uh, you're messed up seriously. But Hagar is fertile. Hagar produces, but that's the wrong fruit. And you can spend f- a few years, um, uh, you know, thinking that you're doing something great, but you're not producing Isaac. If you're going to have Isaac, the promised seed, the 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 child that is uh, got. You're going to be able to take the covenant forward in the earth. You're going to have to have the miracle power of God. Amen. Romans four sixteen. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believes. Excuse me a second. Even God, <clears throat> who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. <clears throat> And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. I will tell you something uh, as somebody that's been in the ministry a long time as somebody that's observed a lot of things, um, uh, it is uh, easy to say, I believe God, and then, but still rely on the arm of the flesh. So I'm making a point. Jesus describes um, this process of coming to the end of yourself and understanding absolutely, God, if this is ever going to get off the ground, you're going to have to help me. John twelve twenty four. Verily, 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 anytime Jesus said, verily, verily, pay attention. I say to you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Now, There may have to be uh, a session that every pastor has to go through. And the sooner, the better, the sooner, the better. Jacob uh, is the one that's got the birthright promise, but he's got the Jacob nature. We all have the Jacob nature. And so uh, God gets him into the arena. There's a wrestling going on. And uh, at the end of the night is yielding to the daytime. God says, let me go. Jacob um, uh, says, you know what, um, with an uh, importunity, he says, God, I will not let you go. He's figured this out. This is God that he's wrestling with. I will not let you go unless you bless me. You know what, God? I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm in it. I am not going to let go. I have a hold of you, God. You have thumped me all night long. You have beat the dog out of me. But I'm not going to let you go. You know what? I'm going to be a pit bull right here. I got. I have to have your help. I have to be changed. Yeah. God says, okay, what's your name? Jacob. No, I didn't hear you. Say it. Say it. God, you know everything. That's right. I do know everything. I've been tracking you for a long time. Now, confess who you are. All right, I'm a Jacob. Bam. He touches his hip and he shrivels the flesh. The place um, of your strongest part of your body is that place that you can run away. That's what you are, a Jacob, a slippery cuss. Uh, You're the one that kind of, you know, weasels your way out, and you always have uh, an excuse, and you always have an answer. And uh, if things get hard and hard for you, uh, you can have have drama uh, queen, and you can run, and you can, no, you're not going to, and so you know what? If you're going to be the man, my man, uh, you're going to knock that off. And so he taps him on his side, shrinks his flesh. He never runs again. He has to face it. He has to own things in life. Uh, but now he is Israel that has power with God and with man. He has prevailed uh, how is he going to have influence to see converts? How is he going to see miracles? How is he going to establish the covenant and release the promise of God and then have fruit and pass on the torch of covenant? How's that going to happen? Uh, it's going to happen because he no longer relies on his flesh. And you can blink at me all you want. Some of you are in the arena right now. And so oh, it's not fun, but hang on. It, it's, uh, close your eyes. Enjoy the view. Let me move on. The provisions available. You know, the story's told about a man that died and he went to heaven. And he was being escorted along uh, the road of heaven, the different streets of gold and the beautiful um, architecture of heaven and so on. And he's being um, uh, taken to his um, uh, his new digs by a guiding angel. And as they're moving along a magnificent boulevard towards the place of his new home, the man's attention was drawn to a huge, mega, mega sized building that he could not help but wonder. uh, And with curiosity, he said, what is this building and what's inside? So the angel, um, uh, you know, sir, I'm struck as he speaks to the angel, sir, I'm struck by the sight of such a huge warehouse before us. May I ask what is it and what is inside? To which the angel replied, oh, that. Well, that's the storage place where we put all the unclaimed blessings and provisions that God fully intended to disperse to his people but they were never taken. Now, before you dismiss that as just a, you know, made-up story, remember what the father spoke to the elder brother of the prodigal son when the elder brother who was faithful to the father. He was faithful to the farm, but he was faithless when it comes to believing for his own blessing from God. I dare say there's some elder brothers here. Oh, ladies, do you feel left out? You're an elder sister, perhaps. (laughs) No, you're to be commended. You are faithful to God you are faithful to the farm in other words the work for the kingdom of god but when it comes just don't don't just dismiss this when it comes to seriously believing that god wants to bless help courage heal prosper promote give you fruit give you revival you're like the elder brother and you have a response protesting to God, especially, you know, if that spirit's in you when you see somebody else that's blessed, if that rankles you. Oh, brother. Person, you know, jumps up in the testimony service, especially if it's a new convert. Especially if it's somebody has really been a bad, bad sinner. Oh, I just want to testify. I love God. He says, bless me. I've got raises. I, ever since I come to Jesus two weeks ago, I got three raises. Uh, I got, uh, you, know, I got uh, you know, I got two healings. Uh, my pet dog uh, got uh, you know, new teeth. And, uh, and, uh, oh, that was wonderful. And you're there. Why don't you shut up? Let's eavesdrop on the father's reaction to that charge when his elder son said, you never gave me nothing. You never gave me nothing. And the father says in Luke chapter 15, 31, son, you are ever with me and all that I have is yours. You know, we need to really go back and meditate on that scripture. I know there's people here, you are you're a good Christian you might be even far better than anybody else as a Christian you might be the best Christian in the house but something is blocking or something is kinked uh, as it were like a garden hose it's you know kinked and it's not given the flow and you know what um, the purpose of my sermon here is to challenge us not to have that testimony don't any of us leave uh, The blessing of God on the table, whether we're talking individually or whether we're talking even more importantly, collectively. um, Can anyone hear God's response to that complaint? Um, No, you have not because you ask not. Ask, Jesus said, and you no, maybe maybe if God's in a good mood, he might give it to you. But, you know, God has arthritis. And so sometimes it flares up and he doesn't want to hear you. That's not what he says. Ask and you shall receive. But the kingdom experiences violence and the violent take it or seize it by force. It's a precious prize. The energetic, the determined, uh, the insistent say, I absolutely um, uh, have been promised God's blessing. I've been promised God's revival. I've been promised results. Uh, I've been promised. God, I didn't go out to have to starve. I didn't go out to live in some cr- crummy, uh, uh, I could use another word, C-R-A-P-P-Y. I didn't go out to uh, live in that kind of a place. Uh, God, you don't want to help me. Uh, and, uh, and I'm laying hold of you, God, for your promises. And uh, now listen, from the oldest to the youngest, take this uh, and uh, ignorance is never blessed in the kingdom of God. Proverbs nineteen two: that the soul be without knowledge, it's not good. Hosea four six: my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. That word "destroyed" means they become dumb, they become undone, or they are cut off. This is a picture. Uh, my people are cut off, as it were, from the flow uh, because um, of ignorance. Um, you know, we're people of promise. We are uh, people that are governed and, uh, and ruled by a book. That book, the book, the Bible, has 7,000 promises. Imagine, 7,000 promises. It covers every aspect of of human need. Every single situation that you would encounter in life is addressed by the word of God. You know what, uh, uh, God, um, uh, you know, why would God go to the trouble to make all of these promises in a tapestry of his word? Uh, why would he do that? Just what? To uh, tease us? Uh, you know what? To play a game with us? One of my favorite promises is 2 Corinthians 1, 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, um, uh, the Bible says, uh, who was preached among you by us, even by me and and, uh, uh, Silvanus and and Timothy, um, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him, 7,000 promises in Jesus Christ are yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. The word amen means let it be. God gets glorified when he is believed and when he is able to um, dispense uh, what he has promised. Second Peter chapter one, verse two, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, uh, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Anything and everything uh, uh, that we could ever need or desire. Fruit. God has ordained us that we would bring forth much fruit and that our fruit would abide. I love that. I always pray, God, give me fruit that abounds and abides. Amen. Pastor Mammon, I believe, address the Midianites coming and stealing our, our harvest. That's unacceptable. Amen. That's unacceptable. But you know what? One of the promises of God is that we need to bust. A, one of the promises of God is the law of restoration. Law of restoration is if someone stole something from you, you bust them. You have to bust them. You have to name it. You have to say, you know what, I'm being ripped off. And then that activates the promise of God. And the promise of God is that you don't just simply get what was stolen from you returned back, but you get it increased. If you stole somebody's uh, uh, lamb or, or sheep, you have to give back what you stole plus Four. If you stole an ox, you have to give back five. And so God says, Job, uh, he got ripped off. Uh, and what happened? Twice as much. You don't just simply get uh, uh, back what was taken, but you get more. And so Really, if the devil is ripping us off, uh, it's not a it's not a good deal. In other words, uh, if you know the the score, if you know what God has promised, um, and you are uh, quick uh, to uh, to turn state's evidence against the devil, call him out! Call him out! God. This evil one, he is a thief. Jesus, you called him a thief. You called him a, a murderer. He is the father of liars. He has lied and distorted. He has maligned your testimony. He has slandered your son, Jesus Christ. God, I want to cry out in the court of uh, of heaven. Lord, I want you to take the field. I want you to jump into this. God, he that touches me touches the apple of your eye. God, I want you Lord, you are the righteous judge of all the earth. Shall not the righteous judge do right? That's what Abraham is shouting out before God. You know what, God, you have to help us in this situation. Uh, you know what, Lot is about to get fried with the um, uh, perverted people over there in Sodom and Gomorrah and God, and Abraham says, no, I don't. I can't just accept that. I have to stand in the way. I have to call this out. And as he cried out, he said, you're the righteous judge. This is, Lord, you can't do this. Um, uh, you are righteous. And as he... Uh, Argued with God back and forth as Pastor uh, as Pastor uh, Rice was talking about, uh, uh, it went from 50, then to 40, and down all the way down to 10. Now, some people say he should have kept on going. But you know what? Uh, uh, as he interceded and, and put the case before God, because he interceded, because he said those numbers, those words. God, if there's ten righteous, would you spare the city for 10 righteous? And God said, okay, you name 10. I'm going to spare it because you spoke ten. Prior to that, it was twenty. Okay, you spoke twenty, then I'll spare it for twenty. In other words, God really does pay attention to the particulars that we say. Oh God, I'm just believing you for you know, Lord. Just I'm going to speak in tongues, na 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 na, for the next hour. But you're not getting specific with God, so you're not getting specific results. So don't don't be saying God doesn't uh, help me or God doesn't take care of things. God's waiting. What are you What are you asking? You say, uh, health. Well, by his stripes, you were healed. So, pastor, you never have to battle? Yes, I have to battle all kinds of things. But you know what? I don't accept if I have uh, some kind of oppression. You know what? Uh, A foul curse uh, on my family. I don't accept it. You know what? It may be a a present um, uh, uh, imposition. It may be an imposter that is, uh, is trying to squat. That may be the case, but that's not the final outcome. And the final outcome is God's going to give us the victory. Yes. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. Glory to God. Some of you going through some rough times uh, financially. You know, I was in poverty uh, mode in Cortez, Colorado, in 1979. Went off support, and yeah, it was a miserable time in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, being able to buy some decent food. For crying out loud, I was tired of beans. Listen, Psalms 35, 27, let them shout for joy and be glad. You know what? When you're blessed, you're a happy person. It's a good scene. You know what? Uh, It's a good scene to have some steak, you vegans. (laughs) Uh, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause, yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I didn't always believe that. I didn't know that that was for my life. I thought, you know, I'm real spiritual. If I've got holes in my shoes uh, and, uh, you know what, and just barely, barely scraping, by, but I'm paying a price for God, well... You know what? Again, think about the elder brother. Well, you know, God, you didn't give me much and you just let me go to the. You know, you can have that attitude for a while. But if you get into that mode or that rut for years, danger, you'll change your theology to accommodate barrenness, to accommodate poverty. But that's not the Bible theology. That's where God had to knock me on the upside the head and say that's not you think I'm glorified because you're you're suffering on this stuff. You know what it glorifies me when you have a breakthrough. And when I've experienced it, my wife got down at the, uh, at, the, uh, the, uh, at the bed and we took each other by the hand and we say, God, you've called us. You have to provide for us. God, you're going to help us. Uh, and Cindy Davis rolled up in the, in the driveway. She, she said, Pastor, can you come out? She popped the hood uh, and there's five bags of groceries. And uh, it wasn't all, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't all rabbit food. <laughs> it was real human food. That, that greatly encouraged me. And you know what? That's encouraged me for the last 44 years. I have a reference point that God heard my cry. Only God. You know what? When you pray and you're crying out, not phony baloney stuff, but you're saying with your guts and your heart to God, God, you have to help me. When I laid hold of God and said, God, I am terribly, terribly embarrassed. I don't play music I don't have, uh, uh, you know, music in my service. God, do you think I really want to stand up again in front of a few people and sing boing? My, 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 my voice would go off. You know, I'm supposed to be in the key of F and I'm on the, 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 the key of, of Z. Boing, boing, boing. No, I can't take it. Help me. And you know what? He gave me a vision of a man. I went down and saw the guy and it was absolutely when I went in to talk to the guy. I said, do you remember me? His jaw dropped. He said, you know what? I was thinking about you yesterday and I was going to come see you. In fact, he says, I've been down the Christian bookstore. Here's a book I bought about Jesus. And he said, I've been asking God to send someone to come in and talk to me about Jesus Christ. Well, I'm the man. Well, you don't, I don't know what you think, but I'm telling you, in that morning prayer meeting, I saw the guy's face flash across the canvas in my mind. It wasn't like God said, go see Roy right now. It was just a prompting. It was just like a, a nudge. It was like maybe a burden for the guy. I don't know. But you know what? I was getting my hair cut that afternoon as I'm driving home. Another, he nudged me again. I, You know what? And I, it was literally, I remember driving home and I went whew, right into the parking lot where the guy was. Divine timing, divine appointment. And when you have those on your timeline of being a, a pastor, out of the, those times when you've cried out of your guts, of your heart, and you've allowed your pride and your flesh to be uh, uh, humbled up. I don't care. God, I am going to absolutely cry out. I will cry tears. And I've had a musician in my ministry ever since that time. And I give God the glory. I want to conclude with this. And that is uh, the call to connect. You know, if you do a quick survey in the uh, church and the early church in action, you're going to come to the conclusion. um, They believed and they practiced the fine art of corporate cooperation. Now think just real quick, the birth of the church on the day of Pentecost, Acts two one, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. So they caught the wave as they Those that went from 500, some dispersed and went on their way. Now they've whittled it down to 120 and they came together on the day of Pentecost and they caught the wave of God's will and they caught God's timing as they availed themselves and they entered into that promise of God, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity and they were able to tap the precious anointing, that goes down from the head, from, uh, uh, from Aaron's head, down on the uh, garments, down to the toes. Uh, in, in other words, there's a corporate anointing for everybody uh, that is connected. Um, one thing you're going to know about uh, in the um, in the reality, God says that we're like sheep. Uh, uh, without a shepherd, uh, We all we like sheep have gone astray. You know what? Uh, that's not such a flattering uh, uh, picture or image. Uh, but you know what? That's the animal that God says we're like. So okay let's let's own it. If we're like sheep well you know one thing I know about sheep is that none of them flourish when they're by themselves. They are, you know, roadkill. They are uh, coyote, uh, um, you know, mar- marshmallow. Uh, uh, they are, uh, you know what, uh, there's lions, there's bears, there's coyotes, there's snakes. There's all kinds of predators uh, and natural enemies. You'll never find a sheep by itself uh, flourishing. Uh, they have to be in a flock. And and I was thinking with a new pair of eyes in this last um, uh you know, preparation fast for a conference. Uh, How many times the emphasis in the book of Acts, it's not so much on somebody going and 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 just personal soul winning. It's there, but, the, but what caused God to, to show up? What triggered God? So in Acts chapter four, Peter and John get busted for preaching and the Bible says they went back to their group uh, and as they went back to their group uh, in Acts chapter four, 23 and being let go, they went to their own company and they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. And they said, Lord, you are God. You know, these guys, these, uh, uh, you know, these little tin Napoleons that are trying to in- intimidate us, they're trying to shut us down, uh, and uh, they're trying to uh, freak us out. You know, they did kill Jesus. Uh, and uh, so, we're, you know what? Uh, there's vibes, there's spirits that are loose. Uh, but they said, but go, those people are not God. You're God. We're doing God's business. We are absolutely yours representatives. And as they spoke these um, things before the Lord, and they wandered up, and now, Lord, verse 29, behold their threatenings. And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they did that, uh, uh, there came a shaking of the place, uh, and we're actually seeing a little bit of that picture I read about in in Revelations uh, uh, chapter eight. You know what? uh, The prayers of the saints, uh, they are stored in heaven. These people began to add in their own prayers as well. Those prayers are like uh, the water that evaporates. It goes up into the clouds uh, and it uh, is gathered there. It's captured. Uh, Heaven has a picture uh, of bowls that that the prayers uh, of the saints of God throughout the generations uh, are stored in. Uh, They have a shelf life that never expires. You know what? pastor Wayman Mitchell has some prayers that are still outstanding those are prayers that you and I can uh, tap into uh, we can also piggyback on prayers that have been prayed for this nation uh, we can pray for those that have uh, uh, you know pioneered this fellowship uh, have gone on Glenn Cluck others that have gone on to meet the uh, the Lord uh, and we're able to um, uh, avail of those prayers uh, those prayers um, uh, heaven gives us a peek behind the curtain uh, they are taken they're mingled with the the incense, the praise and worship of God. Uh, and then they're scooped off the altar. They have ministered their fragrance to God. And then they are taken uh, and the angel cast them onto the earth. So it's gone up to heaven. It's ministered to God. But at the appropriate time, uh, it is tipped over back down to the earth like the clouds release uh, uh, their rain resource. Uh, heaven releases back onto the earth. Uh, lightning's uh, thunder, earthquakes, uh, voices. Friend, that's far beyond you and I putting a bullhorn to our mouth on the street corner. That's the Spirit of God bearing witness in the hearts of men, taking our words and making sure they don't fall to the ground. And that is available to us. God wants us to know uh, uh, that is something that can be tapped into. One shall chase a 1,000, two shall chase 10,000. Zechariah says, ask you of the Lord, rain in the time of latter rain. So shall the Lord make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone, grass in the field. So it's rain, um, uh, the latter rain uh, revival. It is going to happen. The question is uh, not if God's going to pour out revival on the earth. The question is, are you going to have your part of it? Ask me, he said, rain. In the time of latter rain. So I want to close with this by enlisting every single person uh, in this room. And that is uh, a call, all hands on deck. Not everybody's going to go out. Not everyone is going to go preach the gospel in the far off nations. Um, but you absolutely have a vital, critical role to play in being a prayer warrior. And being joined with the church. Don't you enjoy these conferences? Yeah. You know what? Uh, we gather and the spirit of God moves us and, and all kinds of great things are going on. But you know what? Uh, uh, okay, we're going back to our cities. But you know what? By the uh, the miracle of prayer connection, the miracle of uh, corporate connection cooperation. So you're going back. Um, don't just, um, you know, compartmentalize and say, well, I'm back in my home turf, uh, and now I'm just going to pray my little prayer thing. You know, I want you to see a a vision of faith. Uh, I am connected. Um, to the Tempe wing. I'm connected to the Prescott wing. Uh, We are connected to a fellowship of praying saints. uh, And I want you to see on that level, um, uh, believe God, uh, all the promises of God are are claimed by faith, they're cashed by faith, they're experienced by faith. uh, And so I want to encourage you about something. We have a, a ministry in this church called Focused Fire. Maybe you've seen the video uh, brand new uh, video screen that we have in the foyer. Brother Kevin Murdoch, God bless him. He, uh, he is a guy that um, uh, receives uh, re- uh, requests. He sends those out to the different ones on the prayer list. Uh, and uh, we have a number of miracles that have been uh, reported. We have miracles uh, uh, that come back as the people of God have, uh, uh, have uh, laid hold. Listen, a- uh, April 23rd. Regarding uh, uh, his sister, Rena, this is Trevor uh, Naidu. Rena had a brain tumor surgery last week. Hi, Brother Kevin. Just an update and praise report. Rena is still in the hospital, but doing much better. Tests have come back on both tumors, and, and neither is cancerous. Thank you, and all those who have partnered with us in this need, God bless. March 2023, Vince Savarice, regarding a recent revival with Paul Castanon. We had visitors every night. Saturday was the big day. We had an outreach with three churches involved. Five prayed. That night, six first time visitors, two saved. One was a drug addict. One was touched and started weeping. One lady, uh, her knee was healed, and a powerful presence of God. Sunday night, another visitor. The moment this person stepped in the door, he stopped and he teared up and he said, The Holy Spirit is here. He knew my oldest daughter from school. They had the same class and she invited him two years prior. This young man was already saved but testified he's hungry for the fire of God and was very excited after the service after he witnessed a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. I'm most excited that the prayer room was filled before service and was on fire. We had two other pastors show up to the revival and they added to the anointing. All in all, there was an evangelistic ministry this weekend. Please thank God. The prayer warriors in Tempe remind them of the scripture Hebrews six ten for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name in that you administer the saints and do minister as I called through I went through a bunch of these prayer requests there were healings there were deliverances from demons there were uh, government officials that were touched and and their resistance was was overcome there were properties that uh, were desperately needed that came forth we wouldn't mind if you put us on the per- uh, focused fire uh, for our new uh, property and building and but my point is as um, we have uh, uh, access to a, uh, a group uh, involvement in prayer. So, yes, definitely pray, have your personal prayer closet, uh, but I'm also urging you to plug in with knowledge. We're gonna join in with a focused fire. And let's take advantage. Let's have corporate uh, cooperation. Let's, uh, let's take it out of this conference uh, and say, you know what, uh, we absolutely are binding together. It was 600 of us in this place uh, uh, right here. You know what, uh, let's go out of this place and say, we're up in the game. You know what? Time's running out. We don't have time to dink dink around. You know what? This is the time, God. Uh, we're asking for rain in our fellowship. We're asking for rain uh, in our churches. God, we need um, uh, you to hasten us like the almond tree, uh, and we're believing with one another. Uh, and two, if two of you agree is touching anything upon the earth, that's not some rinky-dinky cliche. That's a powerful, powerful reality, uh, but it's activated by faith. Uh, in other words, you can pray over your food. Rub-a-dub-dub, bless the grub. I don't believe it's blessed. Personally, I think it's just a ritual. God doesn't... But I do believe uh, that if you bind together with other like-minded believers, uh, you know what? Um, when they had Acts 13, they needed a missionary direction. They bound together. Uh, the Holy Spirit spoke. Uh, when they had um, uh, Peter locked up in jail, they had just killed James and they came together. And, and the difference between James's uh, incarceration and Peter's incarceration was the church with one accord uh, Prayed non ceasing, God. We cannot have this, Uh, Lord. uh, Help us. And God sent an angel for a Holy Ghost jailbreak. uh, And I want to declare to you, brother, sister, uh, God is uh, has ears. He's not deaf that he can't hear. uh, And I want to encourage and enlist every one of us uh, in this prayer ministry. Let's bow our heads in the presence of God as we are here tonight. Uh, We want a massive. Rapid response team that holds up the arms of leadership in prayer ministry, like Aaron and her. We are believing God for intense intercession, regular times of prayer, pressing in, maintaining prayer pressure. Yeah.